to give you thanks for this day. I pray for knowledge, understanding, and wisdom as we read, Father. Listen to me read, listen to me speak the word of God and teach the spirit. This is life and peace for me. It's time to read. It's time to eat. It's time to feast. Sit down and eat if you want to eat. If not, you're going to starve. Jesus, thank you for your body that was broken and your blood that was shed. By faith today, I break this bread. Can I get the amen? So James chapter 1. And it's hard to rejoice. Rejoice. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. So in, in the Kenneth Woods translation, it says, James chapter 1 says, Be constantly rejoicing. Consider it a matter of unadulterated joy without any admixture of sorrow whenever you fall into the midst of variegated trials which surround you, knowing experientially that the approving of your faith, that faith having been put to the test for the purpose of being approved, that this approving process produces a patience which bears up and does not lose heart or courage under trials, but be allowing the aforementioned patience to be having its complete work in order that you may be spiritually mature and complete in every detail, lacking in nothing. Amen. Let me see you count it all, joy. <laughs> Only by God's strength we can do this. Amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this, for your word. Even though I acted terrible, I thank you for doing Super abundantly far over and above all that I dare ask. I think infinitely beyond my highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams. And that's according to the Holy Spirit's power at work in me. Yeah. Let's go. Let's read. Let's read an old poem about being an addict. Going down to the gate to self Upon the plane of exalted death Presents less and less Down to the gates of self Upon this plane of exalted death Presents less and less Then expected Call me a dope Feeling for another perspective Of the same high Satan studies every sin I'm inclined To commit Indicating that I pose a threat Get it through your head It's my daddy's will For life to pull forth out of my vocal cords in Jesus' mighty name, you just my life today. Help me get substance for meaning nothing but Jesus' sustenance. Cause these beings feeding them Jesus, cause they're created in your image with their own wills and have the option to be a temple of the Holy Spirit or a tomb full of devils and demons illegal on earth without a body to perform their deceiving deeds, scheming to they scheme to steal, kill, and destroy any hint of joy. The Lord is my strength, and I pray today for understanding. All I know is to look to Jesus, the author and finisher, the author and finisher of my faith. He gives me full assurance in my heart, and it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, look it up and see that it's faithful I'm speaking about, so proclaim it out loud, the Lord is my protector, my redeemer, my rock, my refuge, 
my righteousness I found right in my father's sight Cause what Jesus did for me at the cross He's my rest enabling the media Gracious nourishment, the acronym of rain for me Be not deceived It's a command, Lord, I need your helping hand In order to process the knowledge And then be wise and apply it Cause I'm a individual Thank you, Lord, for the day, Father In the name of Jesus Thank you for the undeserved favor. I'm able to partake of the best in Christ Jesus. Thank you for your great mercy and wonderful grace. Thank you for the new life. Lord, help me walk in the spirit. I want to grow in your way. Here I am, send me. I want to be conformed to the image of your son. Please work this Christ in me. Open up the scriptures. Give me ears to ear. <laughs> ears to ear. <laughs> Give me ears to hear and eyes to see. And the new heart to receive. And give me the heart to receive. Lord, accomplish your work in every moment I have left in this flesh. You know the position of my heart and mind. You know what I need. You know how to use your word to work in my life. To do of your good pleasure. Affecting my heart to lie the brothers and letting them see. That God's sufficiency is all I need. I'm a true believer in that. And this has been burst into the family. Man, Lord, thank you. So I gotta get this in here. I need. I am a true. I'm a true believer that has been birthed into the family of God by grace. God's riches at Christ's expense, given in order to be born again by the grace of God through faith in Jesus. Christ the scriptures teach us we are to grow continually in our lives of faith by that same grace. Jesus said, "My kingdom is not of this world." John chapter 18 verse 36 is time to reign. Isaiah 55 8 reminds us that his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. They are higher than the heavens are above the earth where we were called upon to learn to live by the sufficiency of God <clears throat> rather than the sufficiency of man. Excuse me. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 12. For our glory is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in the holiness, purity, and unsullied character of God, not in human wisdom, but by, the, by God's grace, we ordered our behavior in the world, and this was more abundantly evident to me. Okay, that was from the notes from the sermon, so that's, and it's a prayer, we made a prayer. So a hundred years from now, this is today's daily bread. Oh, excuse me. I just want people to remember me a hundred years from now, said screenwriter Rod Serling in 1975, creator of the TV series The Twilight Zone. Serling wanted people to say of him, he was a writer. Most of us can identify Serling's desire to leave a legacy, something to give our lives a sense of meaning and permanence. The story of Job shows, it, shows us a man struggling with meaning amid life's fleeting days. In a moment, not just his possessions, but those most precious to him, his children, were taken. Then his friends accused him of deserving this fate. Job cried out, Oh, that my words were, were recorded, that they were written on a scroll, that they were inscribed with an iron tool on this, or engraved in rock forever. Job 19, 23-24 <clears throat> Job's words have been engraved in rock forever. We have them in the Bible. Yet Job needed even more meaning 
in his life than the legacy he leaves behind. He discovered it in the character of God. I know that my Redeemer lives, Job declared, and, and that in the end he will stand on the earth. Amen. 19 verse 25. This knowledge gave him the right longing. I myself will see him, Job said. How my heart yearns within me. Verse 27. In the end, Job didn't find what he expected. He found much more. The source of all meaning and permanence. Job 42 verses 1-6 Why do you think Job wanted his words preserved forever? How do you want people to remember you 100 years from now? God, everything is fleeting except for you. We praise you for your unshakable character. Show us what is truly important. Father, thank you for this day. I lift up everybody that listens to this. Bless them. Send legions of angels out to protect them. And your Father loves you. No one loves you like He does. No one loves you like He does. Nobody knows you like Jesus. The Holy Spirit. Spirit. <laughs> the Holy Spirit pursues you. My God, He is one. All things are possible with him. There is no other. It is written, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Spirit of God, lead us in Christ. There is no trouble that we have that you don't have an answer to. Read the 150 Psalms and see the writers. Pick up your Bible. Tell me who wrote. Read and let the shepherd restore your soul and strengthen your spirit. Jesus finally settled down and feel completely at home in my heart. Take this pain and frustration, agitation and rage. I boldly come to the throne of grace to find help in time of need. God's riches at Christ's expense is sufficient for me. Cause his strength is made perfect in my weakness. Holy Spirit, please counsel me with shameless persistence. I plead, here I am, Lord. Send me. Yeah. Seek the Lord like in Psalm 34. He restores. The Lord brings answers. He opens new doors. He speaks and always gives answers. He hears all your prayers. Amen. Thank you for this day in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Thank you for this day, Lord. Yeah. So let's go on to claim three. We're going to go on to Holy Spirit teaches about Jesus. Jesus made statements concerning himself that require him to possess omniscience, omnipresence, and, omni and omnipotence in order for them to be true. But these are attributes that belong only to God. Matthew chapter 18 verses 19 and 20 contains a statement uttered by Jesus with an extended address concerning church discipline. Regarding a decision by two or three witnesses to validate an accusation of wrongdoing on the part of another follower of Jesus, he tells his followers. This is verse 19. I tell all of you with certainty that if two of you agree on earth about anything you request, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. Because where two or three have come together in my name, I am there among them. In this statement, Jesus claims that in the future he will be present wherever two or three believers come together in order to facilitate an incident of church discipline. 
In order to fulfill this promise in centuries to come, Jesus must possess the quality of omnipresence, the ability to be everywhere at once. Furthermore, because this promise is clearly intended to be valid for the rest of human history, Jesus must possess the added quality of living forever, transcending death. In short, Jesus is claiming that he will be the dis- he will be displaying qualities that we would describe as being eternal, immortal, ageless, and present everywhere in the world at the same time. Only God possesses these attributes. But Jesus didn't stop at claiming to be eternal and omniscient. In Matthew 28, 18, we find this additional claim. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Excuse me. In the theological and cultural milieu of first century Israel, Jesus is claiming claiming to be omnipotent. Furthermore, he tells his followers in the very next two verses that his claim to be omnipotent is the reason why his followers are to spend the rest of the church age telling the world about him. Therefore, as you go, disciple people in all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And remember, I am with you each and every day until the end of the age. Amen. Of course, the last sentence of the statement is a reiteration of Jesus' claims in Matthew 18.20 to be omnipresent. For Jesus to be able to be present with everyone, whoever believes in him throughout the centuries, come, centuries to come until the end of human history requires him to be omnipresent, omniscient, and eternal. There can be no escape from the claim Jesus claimed to be God, and this truth was the foundation stone upon which he would build his church. In Luke chapter 10, verse 22, Jesus claims that his divine attributes have been granted by God his Father in eternity past. By this claim, Jesus is saying that God his Father has given him all authority in the universe. Verse 22, all things have been entrusted to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and no one knows who the Father is except the Son, and the person to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. It is apparent from what Jesus has to say about how things are going to go with respect to his followers throughout the centuries to come that Jesus' claim to possess divine attributes isn't going to be some mere theoretical exercise. In Luke 21, 12-15, Jesus warns his followers about persecution that will happen to them in the years to come. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake, in order to give you an opportunity to testify. So propose in your hearts not to prepare your defense ahead of time, because I will give you the ability to speak along with wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to resist or refute. Besides reiterating Christ's claims that he possesses the divine attributes of omnipresence, eternal existence, and omniscience, this remarkable statement also demonstrates that Jesus claims claimed to be able to bring a practical, real-life application of those divine attributes to his persecuted followers. Amen. He claims that he will communicate what today we might call in real time, his wisdom right at the very moment that wisdom will be needed most. Amen, I need it all the time. (laughs) As a result, Jesus claims those who oppose his followers will not be able to refute the arguments raised by those followers whom Jesus claims will have received their wisdom directly from him. But only God himself can provide wisdom such as described by this claim. 
And so this passage also requires us to conclude that Jesus is claiming to himself attributes that only God can possess. Amen. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray. I thank you, Jesus, that you are here. I thank you that you are omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent. Amen. I thank you, Jesus, that I need your wisdom right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I need your wisdom every moment of my life, because I'm a dummy. <laughs> God is good. Oh, let's see. what else? So, Holy Spirit teaches about Jesus. God loves you with such a passion that he cannot bear any other love within the hearts of men. Think of the inner pain and torture inside of a person who has betrayed by an unfaithful spouse who must face and reckon with the truth. I am faithful to them, but they are not faithful to me. This is what the Spirit of God feels regarding our world-loving hearts. Thank you, Lord, for this day. God is jealous. Remember that. Thank you for this day. Thank you for loving us so much. Man. So, Common Kingdom Wealth. And I have a Facebook page, but I might take it down. I don't know. Because I love doing this. This is just too. I don't really like social media. Um, all I know is that I prayed on it and I just. I lifted up to the Lord. It's the Lord's. It's, I want to keep to God be the glory. To Him belong the kingdom, the power, and the glory. In the name of Jesus. So let's put on our armor if you haven't already today. So gird your loins with truth. We gird. It's all Jesus. Remember that I gird our loins. I gird my loins with truth, and Jesus is the truth. I put on my breastplate of righteousness. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I stand right in my Father's sight legally because of what Jesus did for me at the cross. I put on my Jesus J's. My, I put on my feet the preparation of the gospel of peace. I take up. I put on my helmet of salvation. Jesus is my salvation. I take up my shield of faith. And I, put on the, and I take up my sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Me and my wife were talking the other day while we were driving. And um, I was like, I pictured, I pictured me with, uh, taking up my shield first and slamming it into the, in, slamming it into the ground. Placing my shield in, in the ground. Um... And then getting behind it and putting everything on. <clears throat> God is good all the time. Remember that. We thank you, Father, for the fact that you're in control and that all things are working together for good for your name's sake. In Jesus' mighty name, I give you praise today. Because you gave the ultimate gift and that's knowing you for eternity. And every day is new with you. Nothing is old. Let me elaborate. It's game time. 
and listen to the acronyms of grace, faith, and brain now. God's riches at Christ's expense give me full assurance in the heart so I rest enabling immediate gracious nourishment when Christ hopped off that pinnacle of existence trying to enjoy this life of abundance praying for wisdom Lord help me properly manage this inheritance I've been given this is the day that the Lord has made Holy Spirit help me enjoy this kingdom and rejoice up in his presence hmm I had a formulated perception of a reality, a major catastrophe casually exist. <laughs> I remember having a formulated perception of reality, a major catastrophe casually existing, another augmented casualty. I ain't having it no more. I repent from willfully ignorant decisions, the definition of sin, living out of line with your will, Lord, not in mind, selfish desires conceived by entertaining vain imaginations, not bringing every thought captive to, oh, to, to Christ. <laughs> it is written, we have his mind. What is that? 1 Corinthians 2.16. Let's see. Let's look it up. Look it. Look it. Look it. Thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you for your word. I don't want to be a turd no more. Coming from the kingdom crown with the authority, you go overcome the devil, the world, flesh, sin, death. Sin and death by the word of your testimony. Read Prov by the word of your testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. Read Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Now go to Joshua chapter 1. We start some of the man are meant for every being. You'll see it's a command. Do not let God's word depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous. <laughs> then you will be prosperous and successful. It is written to be spoken, the sword of the spirit. And look at Jesus, what he do when he was tempted by the devil. It is written every time. First Corinthians 2. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 2.16. What is that? First. Okay. 2.16. Okay, for who knows... Who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Ooh. So get your mind out the gutter. Amen. Thank you, Father, for this day. In Jesus' name. So we're going to go through my notes now. Zechariah 1. So I got verses. I'm just going to read my notes from Zechariah 1. It says, the Lord was very angry with your fathers. Return to me, says the Lord of hosts, and I will return to you. Turn ye, turn ye unto me, says the Lord of hosts, and I will turn to you, says the Lord of hosts. So I had to amplify it in the, in the King James Version right then. Be not as your fathers unto whom the former prophets have cried, saying, thus says the Lord of hosts. Turn ye now from your evil ways and from your evil doings, but they did not hear, nor hearken unto me, says the Lord. My words and my statutes, which I commanded my servants the prophets, did they not take hold of your fathers? 
And they returned and said, Like as the Lord of hosts thought to do unto us according to our ways and according to our doings, so as he dealt with us. That was out of Zechariah 1. Read it. Read the whole chapter. That was just some of my notes for that day. Um, I have Jude. Now we're going to go to Jude 9. Here's my notes on Jude 9. <clears throat> oh man, this was so awesome. So, Jude 9, Michael the Archangel. Contending with the devil, he contended with the devil. He didn't, he didn't dare, it says he didn't dare bring a railing accusation to, um, against the devil. The devil's a hater, man. All he does is continually go to the throne and accuse. He's an accuser, a slanderer. Jesus is greater. So, when Michael, when, when Satan came... He was contending about the body of Moses. Read Jude 9. So Michael, the archangel, contended with the devil. Judicially, it was a legal argument. He disputed. He dared not presume to bring an abusive condemnation against Satan, the devil, but simply said, the Lord rebuke you. <clears throat> Excuse me. So there's a... So now we're going to go to, back to Zechariah 1. Verses 14 and 15. Um, I am jealous. Here we go. Excuse me. I am excuse me. I am jealous for Jerusalem and for Zion with a great jealousy. Excuse me. So God is jealous of you, of me. He's he does not man, he loves you with such a passion that he cannot bear any other love within your heart. I was in my heart. He, he is faithful. God is faithful. He performs his word which he has spoken. And look at Zechariah chapter 1 verses 14 and 15. I am jealous for you, for me, for, for his body, for his creation. With a great jealousy. I am very sore, displeased with the heathen that are at ease. For I was a little displeased and they helped forward the afflictions. I am returned, look at this, look at our daddy's attributes. I am returned with mercies. My house shall be built in it, and the lines shall be stretched forth. My city through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad, and the Lord shall yet comfort, and shall yet choose. For I, says the Lord, will be unto her a wall of fire round about, and will be the glory in the midst of her. Amen. <clears throat> so your daddy loves you. Down to the gates of self upon this plane of exalted death presents less and less than expected. Call me a dope fiend for another perspective of the same high. The devil studies every sin. I'm inclined to commit, indicating that I pose a threat. Get it through your head. It's my daddy's will for life to pull forth up out of the vocal cords. Let's see. Down to the gates of self upon this plane of exalted death presents less and less than expected. Call me your dope fiend and folk. Another perspective of the same high Satan. Satan studies every sin I'm inclined to commit. Indic indicating that I pose a threat. Get it through your head. It's my daddy's willful life to pull Ford out of the Ford. <laughs> it's my daddy's will. For, for life to pour forth out of my vocal cords in Jesus' mighty name, utilize my life to give substance with meaning nothing but Jesus' sustenance to these beings. 
feeding them Jesus because they're created in your image with their own wills and have the option to be a temple of the Holy Spirit or a tomb full of devils and demons illegal on earth without a body to perform their deceiving deeds scheming to steal, kill, and destroy any hint of joy the Lord is my strength and to be honest I'm barely beginning to understand what it means I know to look to Jesus the author and finisher of my faith it gives me full assurance in my heart and it's the substance of things hopeful the evidence of things not seen Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 look it up and see that it's faith that I'm speaking about so proclaim it out loud the Lord is my protector my redeemer my rock my refuge refuge <laughs> my refuge that is good thank you father for the day <laughs> I received the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness that I my reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Amen. So, oh, I did a, a Bible study the other day. So I, I prayed, Lord, help me prepare a Bible study for myself, for me and my wife, and for my, like I said, with my brother and any, anybody else. Um, I had to type it up. But I posted some, posted it on Instagram and then fake face. I call Facebook fake face. But, um, man, and if you're listening and you're here, please, there's a, a support button on Spotify and Anchor. Anchor's awesome, man. Um, it's, I believe, man, I'm just thankful. That's all I gotta say. And I just pray that. The old people will support this because it's giving glory to God. It's not about me. I mean, it is because he loves me so much, man. My daddy loves me so much. He can't take his eyes off me. He's always thinking of me. And that's the same for you. For God so loved you that he gave his one and only son that if you believe in Jesus, you shall not perish without his presence. And that, but have eternal life. And what is eternal life? Look at John chapter 17, verse 3. Knowing the only true God and Jesus the Christ whom he has sent. So knowing is a continual knowing. And it's always new. There's nothing. You can't just say you know him. He want, and he wants to know you for eternity. He wants to know me. Uh-oh. And God, Lord, thank you that you love me so much that you want to know me for eternity. Oh, man, what did I hear today? Eternal existence. Every man, every being, every human will exist eternally. But eternal life is only in Christ. Man. So where are you gonna where are you gonna exist eternally without the Father's presence or with it? Mm. I want to know more about Jesus. Let's read more about Jesus. Amen. So claim number four: Jesus demanded loyalties of love and devotion that, in the Jewish theological understanding, rightly may be given only to God. Since to give them to created beings would violate the first and second commandments. 
The 10th chapter of Matthew's Gospel contains a historical narrative that records a set of instructions given by Jesus to his 12 disciples, disciples on occasion of them being called to follow him full time. In the midst of that discourse to his followers, Matthew 10, 32, and 33 records the following rather startling statement. Therefore, everyone who acknowledges me before people, I too will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before people, I too will deny before my Father in heaven. This exhortation by Jesus is nothing less than a command to fierce and uncompromising loyalty that can be rightly that can rightly be rendered only to God himself. The words set forth above are clearly intended to remind his hearers about the cost of loving and obeying God. The example comes to mind that was set by Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as they stood before a furious Nebuchadnezzar, fully at risk of being thrown into the ancient king's fiery furnace as a penalty for not paying filial homage, homage and worship to him. Jesus is reminding his followers that just as these three young Jewish, Jewish men were called to be willing to risk their lives and their loyalty to God, so also is Jesus requiring his followers to be unwilling to deny him before the religious and political leaders of Israel and of Israel's occupying Roman forces. Let one be tempted to doubt or our conclusion that Christ considered fealty to him as compelling as God's requirement to follow him at all costs. Just a few verses after making these comments, Matthew chapter 10, 37, and 38 records the following additional reminder by Jesus to those very same disciples. Verse 37 and 38. The one who loves his father or mother more than me isn't worthy of me. And the one who loves a son or daughter more than me isn't worthy of me. The one who doesn't take up his cross and follow me isn't worthy of me. So if Matthew 10, 32, and 33 leaves room for debate about the seriousness nature of following Jesus, Matthew 10, 37, and 38 leaves no room for discussion at all. But there is a hierarchy of obedience priorities when it comes to obeying the Ten Commandments, then obeying the Fifth Commandment's requirement to honor one's parents comes subservient to the First Commandment, which is to have no loyalties that stand between us and God. To deny Jesus is to be unworthy of being his followers, but this exhortation is more fitting of devotion to God than, it's than it is descriptive of filial loyalty directed to a mere man. If any man doubts remain, oh, if any doubts remain that Jesus demanded that his followers give to him the same devotion and loyalty that God himself demanded in the Hebrew scriptures, his statement recorded in John 14.1 settles the question once and for all. Jesus exhorted, exhorted his followers as follows. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In this astounding statement, Jesus equates belief in him with belief in the same Yahweh, Yahweh Elohim before whom the godly men and women of ancient Israel bowed in worship. Amen. Yeah, thank you, Father, for this day. My God is good. My God is greater. My God is greater. My God is stronger. My God is higher than any other. <clears throat> Let's see. So, tomorrow will be claim number five. Thank you. Oh, by the way, that's out of I, Jesus, an autobiography of Jesus. He wrote it like the other day.
Jesus of Nazareth speaks in his own words about himself, his purpose, his nature, and his mission. I picked it up from him at the bookstore. He's like, check out my new book. Read it. <laughs> that is good. Thank you, Father, for this day. Let's go through some more notes. Hey, let's see. Oh, let's see. Let's look at our father's attributes again, our daddy's attributes. He's conferred benefactions in the sphere of every spiritual blessing upon us in Christ. He selected us out for himself to be holy and without blemish before his searching penetrating gaze. He predestined us for himself. It was his heart's desire to the praise of the glory of his grace. He freely bestowed through Jesus' blood, grace, undeserved favor. It was his will and his glory, his inherent power by his might. And he sealed us with his Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm going to shut you down. Bubble dump upside your head. 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 Can I get it? Amen. Give it up. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> There's this cat video I, I recorded. Um, well, I didn't record it. It was on YouTube a long time ago. And, and the cat goes, hey. And then I put a beat over it, too. It was funny. But God is greater. God is greater than that evil cat. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so... I hope that this encourages somebody, some way, somehow, somewhere. If you man, remember prison and addiction come in many forms. And if you hear, if some way you hear this and you're locked up, you know, God willing, this encourages you to, to just know God. If you're getting out, you know, God willing, this encourages you to to prepare to get out, to know God better, because it's harder out here. I've been to prison, man. I've been back in Arizona. I did my time in Arizona. I ain't proud of it, but thank you, Lord, for what I've been through. Thank you, Father, for loving me and delivering me from incarceration. Um, it's harder out here. And, it, and for those of you that, you know, if you hear this and you're you're not going to get out, you know, by the let, let the Lord... Man, that's where I found my freedom, in prison. You know, you can be free in there, man. Let God lead you. Let God guide you. Because in these facilities, you know, you have to pray. You have to maintain order. You have to, man, see God in everything. Because it's hard. I know it's hard. And when you get into these facilities and the devil tries to run everything, you have to totally be confident in God. Dependent on him, rely on him, especially when it comes to, um, you know, the law enforcement, the, the cops. I know you got to be able to stand bold and be like, hey, this is what time it is, this is what's going on. You know, God is here for us. You know, God is the Lord, is my strength, my, you know, just hold it down, man. Do what you got to do and do your best to do it by God's grace. 
through his strength, through him, everything through him, because, you know, it's not God's will for us to be uh, incarcerated, you know, you know, man, God loves you, remember that, God, is, he can't take his eyes off you, he's always thinking of you, man, for you brothers and sisters that, you know, may not get out, or are never going to get out, man, I just want to say, God is there for you. He's always with you. He's with you there right now. And he loves you. And he just wants, he wants, look at John chapter 17, verse 3. It's knowing him, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. He wants to know you for eternity. He wants to know me for eternity. He loves you that much. And it's always new with him. You can have freedom in your creator, man. God is greater than any mistakes we've ever made. So let's read this before. So thank you, Father, for this day. Um, we thank you, Jesus, for your body that was broken and your blood that was shed. But faith today, I break this bread. Listen to me, read, listen to me, speak the word of God and feed your spirit. This is life and peace for me. Sit down and eat. It's time to feast. Amen. I love you, Lord.